You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler. A couple of footy legends covering all things sport for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals. And Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Badge and Sats here with you on a Wednesday night. All things uh, sport going to get covered off in the next uh, period of time. How are you, Scotty Sattler? Really good. Really good. Actually, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to tonight, Badge, and we're going to actually discuss a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. Um, The AFL draft. Now, you know I love the draft system. Now, we don't know enough about the AFL draft. I don't know who it's open to. Well, it's a little bit of an education tonight for a lot of the listeners also, but I'm a big fan of the draft system. I I love the the American system. I love that the AFL stay in in the headlines for all the right reasons for a number of weeks after their competition. And I'd love to see how it would work in the NRL, whether a draft system would work as well. Yes, mm. yes. So we're going to have a chat with uh, Daniel Cherney. He's a, an AFL draft expert, I believe, from the age. Well, he's been covering the AFL, leading into the AFL draft tonight, which is the, the first round tonight. He's been leading the charge when it comes to all things about the uh, about the AFL draft for the age. Very good. Mm. All right, we'll have a chat with him in a, in a very short time. Uh, hot topic, uh, what do some clubs want? For Christmas. Let's get into the Christmas spirit. That's a couple of weeks early. What are you going to get for Christmas, Badge? I have no idea. Hey, can I, can I bring... No. While you've brought up the... question. While you've My brought up the... Wor- good at that. I'm the worst present buyer in history, I've got to say. Actually, I... She's good at that. I don't mind my skills as a, as a, as a present giver. A little bit unique, but I tell you something. Now that you have raised Can Christmas, you buy something for my wife <laughs> again, again. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you hate for Christmas food? Now, I'm going to throw it out there. Mince pies have got to be the worst Christmas food. Oh, that's disgusting. Any of our listeners, 0477-736-736, you can't like mince pies. What were those pies called in England? You, you, oh, you didn't go to England. I didn't go to England, no. What were the pies? I think they were mince pies they used to have after games oh. all the time. Like, they're just Some of the worst Christmas food, tripe, trifle. Tripe. Tripe. <laughs> tripe. tripe. There's a big difference between tripe no, and tripe. Trifle. Trifle's amazing. Can't eat Especially trifle. Especially if you've got the it's fin- the, the, the piece, piece de resistance in the end and the finishing yep. off on top of the, the, tri- the mm-hmm. trifle and the cake. Flake. you got to get flake what, and chocolate sprinkle flake? it. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what you sprinkle all over My mum apparently makes an amazing trifle. What, you don't eat it? Can't go anywhere near it. Okay. So what, it got what, jelly in it? So what do you want? What do you want there? The worst Christmas. Worst food? Christmas food. Oh yeah, it's got jelly. You it's don't got like jelly, jelly in it. Red jelly usually, <laughs> but sometimes it can be green. <laughs> and when you shake it, it all sort of wobbles <laughs> a bit. So it's no, no. Hate so worst jelly. Christmas food outside of jelly, uh, you can give us a buzz. So you can talk about you know what? Are you, what does your club want for Christmas? What's the what's the you know, apart from a premiership? Everyone wants a premiership. You can be better. Than, you can be more more creative than that. 
1-300-42-15-33. I'd say for my club, the Raiders, if you said straight up, I think you're going to throw them in there. But I'd say a fit and healthy Josh Hodgson. Mm. That's what they want, considering what, you know, how they went last year. Well, they went all right. For my Panthers, it would be some nerve. Just want some nerve. Just a, just a little bit more nerve in the in that big moment. You, leading to a grand you final. questioning their, uh, their gutsiness? No, not their gutsiness. Their just their ability just to hold their nerve. Yeah, well, you, thought, get that, you get that with experience. You do, yeah. And if you've got a very young pair of halves, yep. um, I'm not sure that's how they lost it, but, you know, you, you probably looked at them a lot closer than I did. 0477 736 736. We've got the Prince from Corumban. He says, I effing love mince pies and cream. How dare you? Mince pies and cream? Yeah. Are mince pies, are they cold? Do you eat them cold? They're cold. Oh, it is disgusting. No, it's not like proper mints. I think it's like a hot mince pie. No, no, like a little, it's like a fruit sort of pie. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah, uh, apple apple in fruit and, um, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay. All right. Enough of the the early chit-chat. Let's get into the serious stuff with our sports update. Sports Day, Sports Update. Sure is. Support localaustraliamade.com.au. Uh, confirmation this afternoon, Sats, that Dave Warner will definitely miss the opening test of the summer uh, against India with a groin injury. Big loss. Your big loss. Big loss because uh, Virat Kohli is going to be here for that first one. You want to get off to a really good start. Even bigger loss now that there are concerns around Will Pekofsky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he got whacked in the head last night, uh, concussed. From a, a ball that hit right in the middle of the tent. In his helmet. In his yep. helmet, mind you. But he uh, he was down for a while. It's his ninth he, concussion. He went off. His ninth concussion. That's including some AFL club Is it as well. Yeah. Oh, still, that's mm. that's heavy stuff. And the lack of form of Joe Burns. It's uh, all of a sudden, it's a big concern. It, it was kind of before it was going to be, oh, well, Dave Warner probably won't play. And those guys will open, Pekowski and Burns. Where do we go now? Well, Burns is a definite. I think Burns was always going to be a definite, even if Warner was fit. I don't know, but Badge. I don't know whether you, I don't know whether you look at back on your rugby league days and whether there were some players that sort of just coasted into Origin, knowing they were going to get picked. You know, I only thought about this today. There's a bloke who always got off to a slow start, and you, but he was never going to miss out. Greg Inglis. You're right. This yeah. is in more recent times, of course. Yeah. He, he'd get off to a, a relatively slow, slow start each year, and. People will be worried about, is he going to be right <laughs> come origin time? Mm. Which was about eight games into the season or so. So I'm starting to think, is, is Joe Burns a little bit that way inclined? Is he that way tuned where he, maybe he, maybe he's waiting for those for those test matches. Maybe he's been told he is going to be in the test lineup as an opening batsman. But without Warner yep. and possibly no Pekowski, they've got to go Manus Labashain. Well, they don't have to, but a lot of people would, would think that's a... A strong possibility. Um, have a listen to what uh, Alan Border said. He because he reckons another bloke uh, who's been there before could do the job. Have a listen. Yeah, is Warner um, uh, closer to playing than not? Um, you could move Martis Labashain up to the top of the order because uh, he's shown that he, he he can handle the new ball. You know, batting at number three, you generally have to do a bit of that at times. So. Um, Harris, Marcus Harris has been in some good touch. Uh, he could be, you know, one of those, uh, you know, young bolters that could come in there and do the job for you. And, and right out of left field, mate, um, I think maybe even um, Sean Marsh, you know, he, he, he could be just one of those stopgap guys that, uh, you know, given the experience that we might need at the top of the order. 
I think Sean Marsh played his last test in 2019, and and it's kind of, he's kind of gone off the radar. I think they've they've sort of moved on. But his uh, his efforts at, at, at Shield level last season and again this season mm. have been outstanding. I'll throw another one in the mix. Uzi Kawaja uh, was yes, once I was once seen as the potential Australian captain between both he and Tim Payne. Given it Tim Payne, he's been forgotten about now. He's 34 yeah. years of age. Do you know he's got the best average in in Australian the history of Australian cricket as an opener? No. On average, yeah. It's, and it's it's funnily enough, and in Sheffield Shield this well, year as than, well. More than Warner and Hayden yeah. and Langer. and In Sheffield Shield. Really? And, and obviously that's based on, he hasn't got the same amount of games as what Warner and Hayden those, and Langer and those players have yeah, got. Yeah, but based right. on the average... Uh, yeah, he's made 131 and I think just under 50 not out in the Sheffield Shield games for Queensland as well. Oh, so you think but I think but I think age is probably holding him back. He's been the forgotten man, and I think they'll go Marnus Labuschagne, and I think they'll go Joe Burns, and I, I think that I opens think so. I think that opens up the door for Cam Green to come in as the as the all rounder in a number six. Yeah, righto. We've got a couple of texts here. One's, <laughs> one says, "Awesome." Mentioned Dave Warner five minutes into the show. I'm gone. So someone's just over Dave Warner. Well, he's on the news. news. Yeah, I know. It's big news. I'm pretty sure, and the names hasn't gone to this, but I'm pretty sure there was a text from this person a couple of days ago that doesn't rate him very highly. Lou from Black Butt. She goes, what's wrong with mince pies? Yeah, there you go. Plenty, Lou. A couple of people that uh, Mm. disagree with you on that one. So that's all right. So in the T20 last night, uh, the Aussies hit back. Uh, they, that's pretty funny, isn't it? He's gone. <laughs> Dave Warner. They hit back. Uh, he is a polarising figure. He is. Defeated mm. India by uh, 12 runs in the third uh, T20. The Indian t- side took out the uh, the series. So won all, I guess. Has he been good, Matty Wade? They won the T20s. Matty Wade, yeah, 80 off 53 yeah. balls. Um, Tremendous in the second great game stuff. as well. Um, and uh, also Mitch Swepson. Yeah, three for 23. He bowled um, extremely well, didn't he? Yeah. Well, through those middle overs, he really tied India down, and that's where, that's where they really they lost it. India Kohli, when he was when he was caught by Sam, they were on their way, but uh, as soon as he was out, they they pretty much lost their way. They lost their way through the middle part of those overs because Mitch Webson just tied them down. Tell you, you know that game is so frantic. There was there was a lot. Maxwell hit hit his fifty, but he went. He was. He should have been out. He almost went out. He was whacking away. Matty Matty Wade as well had a a chance when he um. They should have reviewed it straight away, and he would would have been would have been out. I think it was was it LB, yeah. Um, but they didn't review. But they waited a bit too long. Coley mm-hmm. then remonstrated with the umpires. The third umpire said, "Hey, you've already had a look at the big screen, yep. and it's been longer than fifteen seconds. You can't come in and say, yeah, we want a review.' So uh, he was pretty lucky there. But uh, it goes a bit bit both ways. He's built like a. You know what? You look at Matty Wade. He, if you had to say you're a cricketer, what what part of the cricket team do you play? He is just. The perfect wicket-keeping build, isn't he? He's a nugget. Short and stumpy and nugget to low to the ground. Mm. Bit, not like, as, bit like Rod Marsh, No, he's he? not as nuggety as Rod Marsh. You don't reckon? Rod Marsh was as wide as he was tall. <laughs> he was. Yeah, Gilly, Adam Gilchrist went against the grain when it come to... Like Ian Healy, he was, a, he was a short little nugget as well, yeah, wasn't he? I wouldn't, I wouldn't call Heels a short little nugget, but yeah, not as... Not as not as short and nuggety as I look Rod at Matty Marsh. Wade. And I just it makes me laugh. His build mm. looks like he should be off the set of um, Willy Wonka. Yeah, oh, please! <laughs> uh, um, some uh, some rugby league news as well. A new three year deal on the table for David Nofaluma. Uh, the Tigers, of course, um, knocked back Melbourne. When they were tr- negotiating for Josh Adokar, yeah. 
they knocked back the uh, the opportunity or the offer for them to to swap with David Nofaluma. Yeah. And now they, they've they got a three-year deal on the table for him. They realise how valuable he is, valuable he is to the organisation. He was their best he, player, wasn't he? Yeah, and he wants mm-hmm. to be there. Uh, and, and, and gives his all, and he was uh, he was very, very good um, this year. Yeah, what, what they have got to be careful of is, again, not overcapitalising on the player based on the position. Now, the winger is very important these days. David Nofaluma has been a, a known try scorer. And he goes, again, talking about going against the grain size-wise, size he goes against the grain for the modern-day winger. Mm. We They look at six foot one, six foot two minimum. He's five foot ten on a good day. That's right. You don't have to be, do you? You don't have to be. But New, West Tigers have always been guilty for paying overs for players. They don't need to pay overs for – they need to pay him what he's worth, but they don't have to feel as though that he's on the open market and, mm. and then he's going to be stolen because – so, you know, I'm sure they've – They've been very wise with the discussions with David Nofaluma, but he is so important to them. I think so. Yeah. Uh, now, there could be a bit of a feeding frenzy among player managers because uh, Isaac Moses' accreditation is looking likely, I think it's fair to say, to be yep. cancelled. Uh, hasn't been cancelled yet, but he's uh, they, they have to make that decision in the next uh, so few Isaac weeks Moses so. looks after a lot of really big names as yeah. well. You know, Cam yep. Smith, Dave Clemmer... Um, Tony Stagg, Jesse Bromwich. Jesse Bromwich. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Really big names. Uh, about $15 million worth of talent. So yep. if, if that's what they're worth a year and he's getting his 5 or 6% or so, it's, you know, it can be up, worth up to a million bucks for him. Well, you can do what some, some elderly lawyers do and they go to other law firms and say, this is what my work in progress is worth. Oh, and yeah. you give it to me at a, at a certain price. Oh, so you're and I'll come and work else. with you for a period of time and then I'll phase out the back door. But I won't be accredited, but I'll be part of the company. Yeah, I can give what Uh they call litigation support, for example. Now, I would anticipate that Isaac Moses will be deregistered. So if he is, just tell me straight away, and and you say you're Jesse Bromwich and you've got another two years to go on your contract, do you still have to pay him his commission? Yeah, absolutely. Because he did the deal. You've got to pay his company, yeah. His company, yeah, right. And he would have other agents working for him. Now, I would anticipate that he would still be involved in the company in some sort of administration role his company, mind you, and he would other, have other managers who are accredited looking after those players. So not much changes, no, really. Really? Well, that's yeah. just, not much changes. So surely the NRL would try to Well, I think that's the next phase, Badge. Sure happen, I think that's yeah. the next phase. I think they're doing a really good job, and I yeah. think a lot of the, the managers are, are towing a line. But that's going to be the next phase. That can you actually have any any involvement in the game as well? That then becomes a legal issue also. But it becomes a restraint of trade. How am I going to earn a, earn a, earn a living? Mm. So, I mean, there's, a lot, of, not their fault. there's if, a lot of layers to if it. If he doesn't follow the rules or he breaks the rules or whatever, then that's, you know, that's not really... But he can still work in some sort of administration Absolutely. role of in the company that looks after some of these key players. The All-Stars game, the Māori versus the Indigenous All-Stars game is back on in yes. February. And Townsville. it is going to Townsville. Yeah, yeah February 20. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a great... Thing isn't it, and I think it is good. to take it to a new area as well. It hasn't been up there, is it? I think it has once. Oh, I'm yeah, it wasn't when it was the Maoris and the Indigenous, the uh, Australian Indigenous. It was when it was the Australian All Stars. Yes, and NRL All Stars and Indigenous. On the for a while. I, I just love the concept. I, I I love it that it's going to Townsville, a great regional area that yep. has a huge, um, a huge population of of, of Indigenous. Uh, outside of that, it's it's perfect for the regional areas like your Dubbo's and your. Your Wagga Waggas and, and those areas, isn't it? Toowoomba. Mm. Mm. 
uh, men's and women's games. Yes. And they have a you – know, it, it goes for about a week, doesn't it, with all the other – um, well, there's a lot of educational educational stuff that goes on community yeah. involvement as well. So fantastic, great to hear. And um, Cameron Smith is moving to Queensland, and according to Melbourne moved. Storm part owner and director Jerry Ryan, he is set to retire. Well, he actually says I don't know what he's doing, but he, he's basically saying it looks like he is he won't be playing for the Melbourne Storm. Have a listen to what Jerry Ryan said. So uh, no, he, he, he's he, he's played his last game at uh, Melbourne, um, and I think he'll retire. I you know not that I have a little bit every now and then. I put some money on. <laughs> or are you going to be sitting at home, Cam, going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Jerry, what are you doing? Now, this Sats, wasn't part been, of the you've plan." You've been saying he's not playing for Melbourne, and I've kind of gone, "Well, we haven't heard that yet." Well, Jerry Ryan uh, has confirmed what yep. you've been saying, so that's one out of 12 predictions on Cameron Smith that you've got right. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um, now, I guess the next thing is, is he retiring or is he playing from his Gold Coast base? Well, he's he's he's, uh, he's bought a property, a farm out the back of the Gold Coast in the hinterland area called Benogan. It's a beautiful area. I think no, he's he's bought, no, he's bought Benogan. Bought Benogan the itself, suburb, the, yeah. the postcode. Everyone out yeah. there, you're yeah. now owned by Cameron Smith. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so from all reports... For more reports, that's where he's going to be positioned very, very soon. If not already, I think Barb and his kids may have already moved in there because his children were going to school on the Gold Coast during the whole COVID mm. period when they were based on the Sunshine Coast. So what chance he plays for the Gold Coast or well, does he retire? What do you know what I mean? It's either, it's either going to be the Gold Coast or retire. I've spoken to some really good friends or acquaintances, colleagues that are really close to Cam and everyone just anticipates he'll just he'll just drift into a coaching role or a or a media role, whatever it may be. But from all reports, he just wants to fade away into anonymity for a, a couple of I years. I bet he does. Yeah, and just yeah. sort of get away and enjoy family time. And, you know, COVID took a lot out of not only the personnel, but the players as well yeah. who were in those um, in those bubbles. And many outside would think, hang on a sec, no, they got to go and play footy and hang out with their teammates and whatever it may be. And they did get a little bit easier than, than some people. But in saying that, Mm. It was still out of the comfort zones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he might get his mate Billy Slater up to help him set up the horse. Big thoroughbred farm. farm. What do you think? He I'm not sure whether he's like a that. punter or not. No. Yeah. No, that's great. Great stuff. So, hey, uh, Badger, we were uh, talking. Maybe he's also thinking, maybe it's part of the whole thing. He, he, he might have another big go at when he announces his retirement in the next week or so. It's massive news. Mm-hmm. He's selling a book. Before Christmas. Would he, would he do something like that? Oh, why not? It's, if, it's if a, a business pub- decision. The pub- publisher said, Cam, just wait. Don't announce it just yet. We're getting close to Christmas. Here you go. Announce it. It's on. And the books are just going to go Can I say something, Badger? I've, I've read his book. It's an outstanding book. Can it's I an, have it? I don't want to buy it. Yeah, you can borrow it off it's me. It's, a, it's an amazing book. And he talks – in the book, he talks in a lot of past tense. Right. My last game was going, was going to be my highlight. You know, it's always past tense. But I guess if you read the book in five years' time, it had to be in past tense. Yeah, so. or maybe I can't or see the Gold Coast. I cannot see the Gold Coast Titans having enough money in their salary cap mm. to afford someone like Cam Smith. I mean, on the open market, it's been said that his his minimum wage is anywhere from seven fifty to eight hundred thousand dollars. Yep. After Fafita, Fasul Malawi, Sam McIntyre, Patrick Herbert, Herman Sasa, I can't see they'd have a lot of money left in their no. salary cap. No, there you go. Mm. All right. So we started with Dave Warner. We finished with Cameron Smith. Maybe that that uh, anonymous Badge, you text were asking will be back. about the Christmas gifts that each of the clubs are going to 
to want. Yes. Now, tonight we're going to do the Brisbane Broncos, Canary Bulldogs, Cronulla Sharks, and Canberra Raiders in alphabetical order. Now, Emily from uh, Trangy, which is out near Dubbo, I think it is, yeah. Guys, my Christmas wish is Benji to find another club in the NRL. I concur, Emily. That's a good one. Is that because she doesn't want him to be? Well, he's finished with the Tigers, hasn't he? Yeah. No, for him to find a club. Be great. Be great to see him go around again. I think he's still got plenty to offer. Well, better get the break. Look for the green and gold Aussie-made logo to be sure it's authentically Australian-made. Sports Day it is for Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals. When we come back, Daniel Cherney from The Age to talk all about the AFL draft and explain to us how it works. Back soon. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yes, Scotty Sattler, Gary Belcher here with you talking all things sport. And a big event on tonight is uh, the AFL Draft. Now, where we're from, it uh, doesn't get a hell of a lot of headlines, but it's massive, massive news in AFL world. And to explain more about it, we have on the line uh, the head AFL Draft writer at The Age, Daniel Cherney. Daniel, uh, g'day. Welcome to the show. Evening, Gary and Scott. How are you going? Yeah, good. good. Well, now, we're AFL draft virgins, and so are many of our listeners. <laughs> Explain to us how it works. Um, well, the, the basic premise is that, uh, I suppose, unlike in, in, uh, in, your, in your sport and rugby league, um, you, have, um, you can't just sign players when they're juniors in the AFL. Uh, they all have to go into a, a draft. If you, um, if you, the year in which you turn 18 um, mm. to enter the AFL, you have to go into the draft. And, and the, the basic premise is that, Clubs select players in um, in reverse order uh, from from the finishing position. I mean, there are um, a lot of uh, intricacies and um, idiosyncrasies to that process. Uh, clubs can obviously trade picks. Um, there are clubs have academies in which um, in which case they have uh, sort of the rights to match a bid on a certain on a, on a player if another club chooses to take them. So, um, in which case they have to give up draft points and then they slip back further in the draft if they want to take that player at, at a certain selection. But the, the basic premise is to, to keep it relatively simple is it's the uh, yeah it's all the best um, uh, underage or you know uh, 17 18 year old talent in the country uh, and to get into the AFL system they have to go through the draft and um, that's where we find ourselves tonight after a, what's been a difficult year because there's been no um, obviously we know what's gone on in Victoria this year and, and there's been no junior football in Victoria yeah. all year so very difficult season for um, the, the Victorian draft hopefuls in particular. Yeah, Daniel, virtual tonight as opposed to all everyone being in the same room and or at home on their couches, whatever it may be, a little bit like the, the NFL and the NBA. But So explain to the rugby league fans who have seen junior development of players in regional areas. Just say, I'm a, for example, I'm a player that plays in the local Bendigo under-15s in Victoria. I'm a really good player. Can a club come in, say, like Collingwood or an Essendon, whatever it may be, can they develop me for a couple of years until I go to the draft? And then do I have any priority over that player that I've developed? Uh, broadly speaking, no. Um, the, uh, generally, if, if you're just um, a run-of-the-mill player, uh, say, yeah, as I said, 15-year-old from Bendigo, you go into the um, Bendigo Pioneers, which is the uh, NAB League, which is the, 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 um, the under-18 competition, the pathway competition. Uh, you play in that elite um, competition, you probably then get selected to play for Victoria Country at the national championships and and from there, you'd, uh, you'd get drafted. Um, there are some exceptions. This is where it does get a bit 
complicated even even for those of us, or even for those of us, and even for those at Clubland. Hmm. Um, but um, uh, there are there's, there are these things called academies, um, and in Victoria, they um, to be eligible for what, what what's called the Next Generation Academy, um, you have to either have um, have be Indigenous or have um, either be born overseas or have a, a parent born overseas. And the idea here is to incentivise clubs to develop players from non-traditional um, football backgrounds. Um, so this is actually quite timely that you, 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 know, you should ask this particular question because uh, tonight the number one, um, the, the likely number one pick is a, a kid by the name of Jamari Hagen, who's an, an Indigenous kid from uh, Warrnambool. Um, he, he boarded at Scotch College um, and he's actually a member because of, uh, it, it works in terms of the zones and uh, just so happens he falls into the uh, Western Bulldog zone. So Adelaide finished the bottom of the ladder, have pick one. Um, but um, widely expected is that they will pick Eugle Hagen, but then the Bulldogs will have a chance to match their beard because he's a member of their academy and they'll, they'll be able to snaffle him up. And he's, um, he's, he's a very exciting prospect, um, 195 centimetre tall forward. Uh, he's been likened to a young Buddy Franklin. Um, and I can imagine even 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 you guys, uh, I mean, even, even your rugby league listeners, I'd imagine will know will all yeah. Buddy Franklin. So um, yeah, so it, but it's a bit of a controversial system because um, there's debates as to whether it's uh, just a, it's a bit of a rot and uh, whether it really is whether clubs are sort of just taking advantage of, of these rules, um, mm. whether they're really developing the challenge. All these guys are already going to be footballers, and they're just sort of you know t- making making advantage of, of a bit of uh, a bit of luck. So. The rules are actually going to be stripped back from next year so that this is the last year that a player is going to be able to be taken that early from a Next Generation Academy. Um, next year, uh, if you're, if there's a bid in the top 20, then you can't, can't be matched. So the idea is, it's, and then from the following year, it'll be just the top 40, it'll be the top 40, will be a blackout zone. So effectively, the idea is still to be able to develop, you know, kids from um, non-traditional footy backgrounds, say, you know, um, an African um, immigrant, something like that. But uh, if you're, but not, but not if you're already a top liner and, and you sort of just happen to be, you know, um, have an indigenous background. Or um, you know, and there was a kid, for instance, a kid by the name of Josh Eyre, um, who's probably going to be snapped up late by Essendon tonight. Uh, he didn't even realise he was a member of their academy until about 12 months ago. <laughs> or he wasn't a member of their academy 12 months ago. Um, and, and Essendon found out that he had his, uh, I think, great grandmother was indigenous. Um, uh, you know, he, he was just going to Assumption College in Kilmore, um, and it wasn't, you know, uh, you know, with respect, it, he, he would have been playing footy anyway. So it's a, it's a tricky one. But the, the other one, actually, from, from for your listeners, is um, there are also these Sydney Academy, the Northern Academies. This is where it does get confusing, um, which is not, um, which is to incentivise uh, or to help sort of the the, uh, the Northern clubs who have traditionally struggled with player allowance, given they're not from uh, player retention, given that they're not from um, you know heartland states. Uh, so the Swans, the Giants, the Brisbane Lions and the Gold Coast Suns all have these academies. Um, so any kids that come through their zones, so if I'm a kid that grows up in Sydney um, I can, and go through their academy, I can be taken under those similar rules and, and there are no, there aren't going to be, that's not going to be scaled back. So um, the, the Swans and the Giants will still be able to benefit from um, those rules and the Swans are actually going to take, well, certainly one and probably two uh, good young kids from their academy tonight. Braden Campbell, who pr- will probably go in the top ten, and, and Errol Goulden, who's um, who probably goes uh, maybe, maybe pick around pick twenty to thirty. Mm. Gee, it's it's pretty complex, and that's only the, the start <laughs> of it. Who who sets the dollar amounts for the uh, the picks that you're saying that can be matched by their by their respective um, clubs? 
Well, well, they're not sort of uh, uh, they're not dollar amounts. There's a, there's a um, there's a again it is complex. There's a, a points based value. It's sort of uh, it's a bit, bit arbitrary. But the ASL okay. witness system was introduced um, because previously, you say I think the Swans was in 2014 when it was Isaac Heaney, um, who's one of the better players. Uh, he was sort of seen as the third or fourth best player in the draft, and the Swans could just take him at the end of the first round. But people thought that was unfair, so then they devised the system of points. So. Um, not don't know the points off the top of my head, but say any say, say pick three is worth two thousand points, and you choose to match a bit at, at pick three, then your later picks get moved back relative to those um, to, to, to that amount of points. So you get a bit of a discount, but basically your, your picks get moved back roughly in proportion to you know, how much you paid for that pick. So it's right. it, it is complicated, but the idea is that you would then slide back so that you don't keep your same selection. So what clubs try to do is they try to make sure that they, they get a pick in before they have to bid. So the Swans actually are an advantage tonight. That they have pick three, and we tip to take uh, a WA kid by the name of Denver Granger Barras, and then um, from there they'll they'll take um, hopefully take from their take Campbell and Goulden later. Now usually the draft is uh, Daniel for the new nominees, those, those younger players, those rookies coming in. But what about if I'm an established player that hasn't got a club? Do I do I become a free agent and then go into a a draft after tonight? Um, again, it's, it's, uh, it, it varies. Um, <laughs> it is really a labyrinth of, of rules, but um, no, very few, ultimately, very few, very few mature age players will be taken tonight. Um, most of the the, the, um, the movement of established clubs. Well, if, if you already uh, if you already got an AFL club and you're out of contract or even under contract, you probably move either in trade period or as a free agent. And there are free agency rules which you need to serve at least eight years at your current club, or alternatively, if you're delisted. So you cut from your club, you can move freely to any other club as a delisted free agent. Um, there are, if you've never been on AFL list previously, you are eligible. Uh, and then you can't just sign up um, as a. Um, you can't just go. Say you're 21 and you've been overlooked in three previous drafts. You can't just move to um, any club. You, you still need to go into the draft. So uh, there are some mature age players um, that, that do get picked up that way. Uh, probably in recent times, Tim Kelly, who has become one of the stars of the game at West Coast. He was, uh, I think, 23. Had been overlooked in maybe five or six drafts, um, was taken by Geelong in the 20s in 2017 and immediately um, upon entrance to the AFL became you know, one of the Cats' best players and, and then um, uh, was um, taken by West Coast in a high-profile trade last year. But bro- broadly speaking, the, the players that have been on AFL lists and that are um, still sought after by clubs, they don't go in the draft. They go in the trade period or as uh, free agents, which happened sort of three or four weeks ago. Now, what we've seen in the NFL in the last week is the... Um, the New York Jets tanking against the the Vegas Raiders, so they obviously finished last on aggregates, and they get the first round draft pick for 2021. A couple of really good quarterbacks coming on um, from Clemson Tigers, one of them. But with the with the AFL, are there systems in place to try and try and eradicate that sort of tanking behaviour from teams? Uh, yes, it's, it's been a controversial topic in the past, um, probably more so uh, around. 10 to 15 years ago, in sort of the, the middle and latter part of the uh, of uh, sort of the 2000 of the 2000 to 2010 decade, um, you had um, uh, Melbourne actually were fined um, in 2013 retrospectively for, for for all events in the 2009 season, in which well, the AFL didn't officially call it tanking, but um, for all intents and purposes, it was um, tanking. I might have conduct. Conduct unbecoming or prejudicial, or effectively they were, you know, putting players in for, well, you're playing players out of position and um, 
seemingly not doing everything they could to win. Um, but they also have, the AFL changed some of the incentives. So there used to be something called the priority pick, where if you uh, won fewer than five games during a season and then it moved to, I think, fewer than 10 games over two seasons, you, could, you would get an extra pick at the top of the draft. And that was a huge incentive for clubs to... Um, well, the tank really, um, or certainly not to go all out to win. Yeah. Um, especially if you, especially say you're a club that actually were, you know, had a pretty decent list, but just for whatever reason, you had, you had a poor season, you had a lot of injuries, um, uh, and and you just, you know, you were, say you, were, you won three of your first twelve, and you thought, well, this season's no good, but we could bounce back next year. Um, you know, there's not much incentive to then perform all that well. You can, you know, potentially grab two very two early picks and and uh, and help you bounce back quickly. So, yeah. Um, the AFL have tried to create um, the, the, the priority pick system has, has changed and now it's completely discretionary and very rarely happens. Uh, and, you know, the, the fines, I think, with Melbourne a few years ago have, um, have probably, um, well, hopefully scared some clubs off because yeah. it, it did become a bit of a blight on the game. And, and for a few years there, it was, it was a big talking point. Daniel, uh, you've just explained to me why there's no draft in the NRL because we're not smart enough <laughs> up here for all that. Hey, uh, before we let you go, if it, if it gets it starts very soon, we've got to let you go, I think in 20 minutes, if it gets nasty, a couple of clubs have a big drama over something maybe unethical. Which, who would you predict that's going to uh, be, uh, be the headline tomorrow? Which clubs? Uh, maybe not unethical. Unethical is a bit... I mean, we did have a controversy today about... Uh, uh, it was actually stemmed from um, one of your pro- SEN in, in Melbourne, um, an interview with a kid named Archie Perkins who told, said he told clubs he didn't want to be drafted by a, a non-Victorian club, which was... Um, Cause a, a, a big stir down um, <laughs> down here, but uh, but um, oh look, I think Essendon are known to be um, they've got they're, they're recruiting a list chief, um, a guy by the name of Adrian Nadoro who's been there for a long time and uh, is a colourful character, um, likes to likes to stir the pot. Um, so maybe not unethical, but I think yeah, if, if there's some sort of a little uh, drama, uh, there's a fair chance that he'll be involved. So keep an eye out for them. And, and Collingwood have had a pretty tumultuous off-season, so I think um, they'll be in the thick of things as well. They'll be up there too. Right, uh, we better let you go. Daniel Journey, the uh, head AFL draft writer at the Age Lab. So much to talk about tonight. Thanks very much for joining us on Sports Day. Pleasure, guys. Take care. Right, let's get a break for Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals. That is as clear as mud now, Scotty Sattler. When we come back... I've got a headache. Our, our <laughs> I love the draft, but I've got a headache. We're yeah. going to dumb it down for us footy fans, our league fans. What, would your, what does your club want for Christmas? Back soon. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Yes, uh, before we start a hot topic, apologies for uh, for that AFL chat. He's a great guy there, Daniel Journey, but I just can't get my head around how that draft works. It's too complicated. Thanks for your SMSs, uh, 0477 736 736. We've got Mick. He says, what was that all about? My head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Mick. Although I do love the draft and I would like to sit in rugby league, I think we'd understand it a little bit more if it was in our oh, game. Oh, no. I think there'd be no. AFL people out there going, yeah, well, they made it understood every word that he said then. They're just trying to make it fair for everyone. But long hey, the badge, way, they've added 73 different rules. The text we got earlier on about... Awesome mention, David Smith, five minutes in no, the David show, I'm Warner. gone. David, David Warner. Warner, sorry. Uh, five minutes in the show, I'm gone. Um, same person as text back, no name, saying, love Cam Smith badge. Decent human. No, that's that's his name. Decent human. Is that his sign yeah. off, is it? So decent human, decent human. loves <laughs> Cam Smith. Beautiful. <laughs> we'll go with that. Unless he puts his name on it, you're decent human <laughs> from now on. Okay, uh, what does your club want for Christmas, Scotty Sattler? Let's start with uh, Canterbury. 
Uh, we're going alphabetically, actually, uh, but they're up in the top four, Canterbury. Well, Craig from Wollongong, he said the Bulldogs would love a hooker for Christmas, for sure. Oh. Give the Storm Dylan Napa, and the Bulldogs will take Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith, yes. That's uh, a really good one, yeah. That is good. I reckon Brandon Smith and Gareth Widdop, the doggies, would uh, they'd love that. Did you, did you just say the doggies then? Yeah, yeah, Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. Um, they need photos of the trial line of every, of every stadium, to of every field. It. No, because they can't find it. Oh, they can't find. They can't score. Unfortunately, they did have a bit of trouble. Yeah, they had yeah. a lot of trouble scoring like points. That one. Fortunately enough, they got Trent Barrett, who was a tremendous coach and a great guy too. Yep. Oh, he'll teach them um, some really, some really good tricks around around attack and putting yeah, the defence under under pressure. Sharkies. Oh, Sharkies. Oh, you know um, what they want. They want that redevelopment finished 12 months early. They that? want the developers to come and say, hey, it's all ready. You don't have to spend another 12 months at Cogra. Oh, that's right. They're at Cogra Jubilee, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, I believe yeah. they're there again. So. They also need a fountain of youth to drink from because a lot of their players are, especially in their forward the pack, they're starting to get a little long in the tooth. But outside of that, they've got some niggling injuries that they're taking into into games each week as Johnny well. Johnny Morris, he just wants his, a new contract. He wants a new contract. You're right. right. It's yeah. a tough one. Brisbane Broncos. They want Tavita Pengua Jr. They want him sitting under the tree with a Broncos jersey on and a nice bow on his head because he's saying to them that rugby league is my priority. Mm, he's so. getting rid of his his leather jacket with whatever bikey gang on the back of it. He's yep. tossing that out in the bin. He's got his Broncos jersey on. What about you? I, I think, you know all those wooden spoons that got dumped at their <laughs> club that when they, that, when they Hill, got their yeah. first wooden spoon? I hope they've kept all them. And I want Kevy Walters in, in about late May, early June, to be able to say, you know what, we, we've won enough games now, we're not going to get the wooden spoon, we're going all right, and we're going to have a bonfire, a ceremonial bonfire <laughs> in the middle of Red Hill, <laughs> and that is going to be the end of the wooden spoon uh, for us. Uh, the other one, the Raiders. Raiders. Canberra. Um, I, I think Ricky Stewart would, would, I think he wants a, a phone call or a letter from the NRL to say that every one of his players are going back into a bubble. Because the last few years hasn't been kind to them off the field. Oh, they no. want them in a bubble so they can't what do you mean the fraternise. <laughs> so outside of the days when you and Daly and Stuart were all romping around. No, there was never any drama that got in the papers <laughs> of course anyway. Of there wasn't. But in recently they've, oh, well, of course there's been <laughs> the most recent one with young Tom Starling. And oh, I think they want them back in the bubble so they're locked down. Starling, what, White in a few years ago? Yeah. Curtis Scott. Curtis Scott. Mm. Not to mention Todd Carney. That's what they want. Blake Ferguson. They Josh want them all Tugin. to go back into the bubble. Oh, Do you know um, tell you what? We've got also Black Butt Lou, Lou from Black Butt. Uh, she's saying Christmas wish for Ben Hunt is to have the best season ever. Must be a Dragons fan. Good Lou. stuff. Yeah, I hope she's right too. Hey, hey, been... Also, got another one here just really quickly. Just say, guys, could you replay um, the draft segment? Uh, after seven, later seven, on, seven, asking for a friend. Oh, we're going to replay that at about eleven o'clock tonight. If you can't get to sleep, <laughs> we'll uh, it'll be on the show, just on loop. You'll be blown away with car air conditioning service at Repco Authorised Service. Book at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Dave Kia's open season on now with match winning deals. We're coming back with a racing Queensland update and more. Of your texts. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. 
We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yes, correct. It's Badge and Sats here for a, a Wednesday night. And as we do every day, we spoke, speak to the man who knows everything about, not only in the city, but also regionally, Racing Queensland Update, Chris Nelson. How are you, Chris? I'm very well, thanks, Stats. Good day evening to you and Badge. What's going on, mate? Back to Eagle Farm this uh, this weekend for the first time in a few months. Yeah, we haven't been to Eagle Farm for about uh, 10 weeks. It's been undergoing a planned renovation. So I can't wait to get back there Saturday. And we've got a, a ripping car. We've got the Gateway, of course, which I mentioned the other day. A free ticket into the uh, Stradbroke next winter for the winner. Nine races. We kick off at 12.23. We round out at 5.28. But we've also got some... Uh, some other exciting races. Uh, just now for the fillies and mares, we've got some, some two-year-old races. We get closer to the Magic Millions, the Feel and Ready and the Callaway Gal. And there's, there's so much uh, interstate uh, entries in those races. We've got the horses from Sydney, of course, and, and one from Melbourne as well. So the day just gets better and better as you look at each particular race, guys. And yeah. something happening Friday night as well. Chris, is that right? Well, if you, yeah, if you're into your racing and you, you want to go to Brisbane for a, for a night, well, head down Friday afternoon, go to Durban. See if you can back a few winners there, which uh, shouldn't be too hard. I'll give you some tips tomorrow night for those. Stay overnight and then uh, round it out with Eagle Farm on the Saturday and uh, you can head home Saturday afternoon or even stay another night. But it's a great weekend to be had Beautiful. in Brisbane if you're a punter. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. That'll be you, Badge. You're all over that. Oh. You're on holidays as of Friday. <laughs> oh, no. That's my first oh, plan. You, you can make it up with Chris <laughs> Nelson, even though that he, he brushed Woogie he's yesterday. Got, he's got a couple of penthouses overlooking Eagle Farm. And, Has he? Yeah. yeah. He just said I could stay in as long as I like. In my dreams. Yeah. Thanks very much, Chris Thanks, Nelson. Mate. Talk to you tomorrow again, hey? Will do, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, for the latest Queensland racing news, meetings and form, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Get racing. Gamble responsibly, of course. 1800 858 858. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. this has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. I'll tell you what is ridiculous, and thank you very much for that, Jeff Toovey, uh, is that... that chat we just had about AFL uh, draft that's just about to get underway and I have got no I had I had mm-hmm. more idea before that chat oh it's just so complex what goes into it how come <laughs> Essendon have got picks six seven and eight and in the first 20 picks the GWS Giants have got three I sats and we've got texts coming in here fellas the AFL gent sounded like Cameron Smith conversing with a ref. The ref just gives in. <laughs> Mark from Newey. Good on you, Mark. Oh, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Another one. Wow, I can't get that 15 minutes back. Well, it felt like 15 minutes. It, it wasn't quite that long, mm. but it was uh, It was certainly good. You got a text here about uh, Tigers sets. Uh, yeah, seriously, must be painful to be a Tigers fan. First of all, they let two of the games elite go in. Josh Adokar, James Tedesco. This is from Adrian and Dural. And sign players I consider Joe Average. Mbai. Reynolds and Offit and Gowie for way over. 16th place, here we come. Albeit the Broncos are a big show to go back to bat. Yeah, I'm not sure, Adrian, about that. I've got faith in Michael Maguire. I always have. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But, um, yeah, there's a long way to go before we get to the start of the season. Look for the green and gold Aussie-made logo to be sure. It's authentically Australian-made. Thanks for those texts. Keep them coming. 0477-736-736. This is Sports Day. Open season at Kia with match-winning deals and Australia's best seven-year warranty across the range.
You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.